Okay, good. Well, that was well <laughs> worth it. What have you actually been doing? Apart from sitting here waiting for the phone to ring, what have you actually been doing? You know, have you even sent out that podcast that I've been making with my friends? Have you sent it out to the iTunes people? You know, when the Wernham blogs. What podcast, sorry? Oh, my God. The podcast I gave you two months ago. The podcast? That sounds good. You know, the podcast. So yeah? Have you, have... Funny? Oh, my God. So you haven't even bothered listening to it or anything? Well, what's it called? Because I can get onto that. When the Wernham blogs. I'll just write that down. When the WBs. Well, don't put when the WB. You'll forget what the WB stands for. No, I won't. the whole thing. No, I won't. Wernham Hog. No, it's when the Wernham blogs. I'll just put that in. B equals blog. Yes, B equals blog. It's a pun. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's fine, that is. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's, that's fine, that one. That's <laughs> Right. Okay, yo. Next week, I've got it all ready. ready. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Wernham Blog Extras podcast. My name's James and with me, he's sweating like a bastard. No wonder he loses the rag sometimes. It's Dan. <laughs> Ooh, get a little rag reference in. <laughs> he fucks the rag. <laughs> <laughs> and his priest used to always make him kiss him on the ring. It's Jack. Oh, it's lovely to see us laughing. <laughs> Love all the time. There's <laughs> nonsense everywhere. <laughs> and he's over in Spain playing with his dirty pillows. It's Seth. James, get round here now. Jack's fudding himself stupid. He's bloody loving it. <laughs> with your purple-headed wound <laughs> Should we get into whether when James was confused about what dirty pillows were? <laughs> oh, oh, no. We'll leave that one. I do. I must Shall say that. Shall we? Is it worth going there? No, 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 no. Anyway, we're here to discuss the third episode. We're here to discuss the third episode in the first series of Extras. Uh, guest starring the lovely Kate Winslet. Yep. And um, it's quite funny, actually, because a big central theme of this is how she hadn't won an Oscar yet. And she says you always get one for doing a, a film about the Holocaust. Yeah. And what happened a few years after the film? There after we go. The extras? Yep. She made Brilliant. the reader and she got an Oscar. Has anyone so ever actually seen the reader? No, I have, yeah. I haven't. I have, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. Is it any good? <coughs> any good? <No. laughs> it's a Holocaust. Is it any good? We get it. It was grim. We have to move on. It's got her cavorting with a schoolboy. So. Yeah, she gets naked in it, if that's what you like. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Anyone? Right. Yeah. 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 Which he does in most of them, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably what it's playing on in this, isn't it? That she was kind of, she was an English rose that was a little bit dirty. Everyone knows Titanic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what this is playing on, isn't it? The whole... Yeah. It's an interesting bit of foreshadowing as well, because that's happened, that happened with, what was his name? Um, Sam, you're like Lord Jackson. No, um, it was in the Christmas special. What, were they um, predicted something? No, the, in the Celebrity Big Brother house, what was the guy's name? Uh who was Dan Lionel Blair, oh, and then yeah. he actually oh, yeah. went on Celebrity Big Brother. He was actually on it. Yeah, that's true. I yeah, but he was that. he was always yeah. going to go on it at some point. They're all on a slow conveyor belt, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, it was a trashy time. They must have been kick, they must have been uh, kicking themselves that they hadn't got him before he was on Extras. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, what was his name? Samuel L. Jackson. That news reporter mistakenly <laughs> thought he was. Yeah, oh, yeah, happened in real life as well. Yeah, like imitating art from this show, man. Yeah, but I mean. 
I think one of the main overriding themes on this episode is it's a massive thought piece on atheism. Yeah. And anyone who's Jocker been Shandy. on Ricky Gervais's Twitter will know he's a bit obsessed with atheism and he's also a bit obsessed with disabled people. And I think these this episode very strongly explores those two themes. Would that not be fair to say? I would, yeah. This is definitely... This is the first time in any of his work that he really brought up the fact that he was an atheist which he now pretty much can't shut up about yeah like yeah he, he goes on like you see clips of him going on like bloody like jimmy fallon or stephen colbert just to talk about the fact that he's an atheist do you know what i mean like yeah. that's kind of i think in america i think he's, it's warranted in this episode though i mean it's you know it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the episode it's a yeah. plot point it's necessary enough i think he's not like he goes into it every time he's on tv do you know what i mean yeah but, but like, he does now. That's what I'm saying. He does no, now. But this, does. this this was the first time because obviously in the office they don't bring up religion at all. No. And then in the first two episodes think, of extras yeah, they maybe. hadn't gone into religion or. But, but this is the first real one where it was like right extras is going to deal with awkwardness around taboos. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The first mm. one kind of dealt with racism a little yeah, that's bit, true. but not properly. One. And this is the first one where it's like right, okay, let's tick off the box. Disabled. Yeah, that's really big I mean, boxes to go for. They those, are yeah. one episode, aren't they? Really? I mean, obviously, disabled is covered in the office with Brenda, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite to the same degree. Again, it's another one of his themes, isn't it? He's never really done. I don't. He's ever done a sitcom or a stand-up show where he hasn't covered disability. Well, no, quite topical at the moment, it, isn't it? With, uh, yeah, very topical. This guy's come out to say that Ricky Gervais was obsessed with disability. Ash, yeah, Ash, um, Ash, Ash Yeah, the, the producer of the office. Yeah. I think, in particularly, what he was, what Ash Atala was talking about at the Edinburgh Fringe mm. when he was on this panel, and they were talking about whether or not you know, boundaries in comedy and someone brought up the fact that Asher Taylor had allowed himself to be mocked by Gervais about being in a wheelchair. Mm. I think the specific thing they're talking about is when there was like an, a, a comedy award where, maybe it was the BAFTAs or something, where Gervais brought brought, brought Asher Taylor up to the stage and kind of, I think he called him the runner or something. Like, <laughs> basically, took the visit out of the fact yeah. that he was I was sort of complicit with him sort of making fun of the wheelchair. Yes. And it, it kind of was our shtick yes. for a little while, but I don't really look back on it with an enormous amount of pride, actually. I feel a little bit uncomfortable about some of the stuff that we did together. To make people feel comfortable with the fact that I was in a wheelchair, I would be the first person to make jokes at myself. He did then go on to make quite a few shows about disability, so maybe he is obsessed with it. Ash was sort of <laughs> complicit in it, though. I don't think... Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He admit, admits that as well. Admits it. Admits it. <laughs> I don't, yeah, he's definitely not yeah. sort of um, slagging off Ricky Gervais, I don't think, on it. Maybe he's sort of saying that the times have changed and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, no, think... I think he is sort of slagging him off a little bit. He said that he's obsessed with disability, and he looking is. back on it now, I'm not totally comfortable with it. I mean, he is obsessed with disability. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. He's got a couple of obsessions. He always mentions, it? always brings up disability. Everything he does. But then again, I mean, so does Stephen Merchant. Freak of the Week was a triumph. Do you remember that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was Carl. And though. in every single one of his stand-ups, he brings up. I mean, the thing is, in Gervais' defence, his whole comedy style is looking, taking an in-depth look yeah. at the things that we as a society get uncomfortable around. Mm. And, dis- and disability is one of the big ones, isn't it? You're not because, laughing at the thing. Because you're, you're confronted with yeah. it all the time. And you know that it's nothing to kind of be ashamed of, and you know it's 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 a perfectly normal thing in society. But still, able-bodied people kind of still don't really know the way around it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, I found it interesting that they had that lady on there. What's her name? The lady with Francesca cerebral palsy. Francesca Martinez. You remember her name? She's Francesca. she's a stand-up comedian, isn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah. So she goes uh, by well, a different fa- name in it as well. She's Fran in the thing <clears throat> and in real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've watched some of her stand-up comedy, and I must admit, it's not very good. <laughs> I'm not so, the thing is, when you say that, what do you mean disabled people can't be funny? I have a point here. When you when you hold that <laughs> opinion, 
about someone who's a stand-up comedian who happens to have cerebral palsy. People are kind of like, oh, you can't say that. She's got cerebral palsy. But it's kind of, if you're being really, truly unprejudiced, then that shouldn't be taken into consideration at all. The only thing that should be taken into consideration is the fact, is she funny or not? And she's not. If you don't take that into consideration. Don't, don't keep saying it. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'm digging a hole for myself. Here, no, no, no. I think you're right. I think, to be fair, art isn't necessarily always judged on the actual end product, though. That's why we've yeah. got outsider art and things. For things that you, you have to think about the artist and what they're going through is part of producing it. So I think, it, mm-hmm. on one hand, you're right. But on the other hand, it's kind of the whole package that you have to consider. I mean, if it doesn't make you laugh, it doesn't make you laugh, though, to be fair. It's like that guy, Lost Voice Club. <laughs> I was just thinking, he's terrible. He is rubbish. He is rubbish. And then, and, that, and then the disability becomes like a gimmick. Almost. Well, he didn't. He, he, he didn't. We're so. oh, <laughs> getting into Ted Treacher's ground here. Lost Voice Guy. Right. Should, should, we, should, we, should we just pretend I didn't say any of that stuff? <laughs> Lost Voice Guy won Britain's Got Talent a year and a half yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. On Britain's Got Talent for Champions, he yeah. loses on the first round. What does that say? He was a fad, wouldn't he? <laughs> and she would lose on the first round of Britain's Got Talent, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> Uh, oh but not because she's got cerebral palsy that's what I'm saying <laughs> but but okay if we're going to keep this in it's worth saying that this conversation we're having now is what Ricky Gervais brings it up all the time in his comedy for because we're sitting here able-bodied people saying that you know oh <laughs> essentially saying without meaning to oh you can't say anything nowadays can you mm. and that's kind of what Gervais is kind of going for like he's his, his comedy when he makes what he would say, I guess, to defend himself is that when he's taking the piss out of disability or atheism or um, racism, he's making fun of the able-bodied people who don't know how to handle it and how to and, yeah, and, who don't know what to, to do with it, with it. and how, how uncomfortable it. they are around it and how ridiculous it is that we are uncomfortable around it, but we can't get it out of our minds. If we, if you, yeah. if you, yeah, 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 exactly. like even for someone you know who's completely woke, like if you're talking to someone in a wheelchair. There's no way you can just you know, get that out of your mind, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're always sort of... Yeah, it's always there in the back of your mind, no matter what We're you do. You it always feels it. like you're talking down to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, to be fair, Ricky's, Ricky's laughing at Seth's... Ricky's laughing, into, to Seth's point, he's laughing at all the people clapping, regardless of whether it's funny or not. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, making fun, that's what I mean. Forcing themselves I mean, to laugh, and that's the insecurity that you're talking about. So yeah, it's yeah. a valid point. I, I mean, we might keep it, we might not. In the <laughs> maybe, maybe, I, maybe I could word it better. Maybe I could word it better. Yeah, I say, it if we were judging her purely on her merit as a stand-up comedian, you'd yeah. say she's not that fantastic, but people... By buying into something else about her performance, I guess. It's going to be a bit awkward. She's going to be here as a guest in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong, who's at the door? Oh, look, piss, pissed up nutter. <laughs> you bloody get on with it, ignorant. But anyway, <laughs> no, anyway, this is the Kate Winslet episode, right? Yeah, so this is true. What do we think about Kate Winslet's cameo in this in general? Uh, I'd, I, I'd say... Oh, sorry, you go. No. Um, yeah, I'd say actually, she's kind of a bit of a footnote in it. She's not actually that yeah. important to it. She's kind of like, she pops up, she does the talking dirty thing, and it's just, you know, Kate wins it being down to earth, but she's not integral to the pot- plot line the same way that No, she's not, she's not woven in very well. I no. found Grant was woven in better, and um, 
Ben Stiller as well, really. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, the, the thing with the Ross Kemp one is that the whole story and the whole plot built up to this scene yeah. with Ross Kemp and Vinnie yeah. Jones, whereas well, Envy... It Kate was Winslet contained Winslet, better, yeah. It could, it could be someone who wasn't Kate Winslet, or you yeah. could you could have had it so they're on a movie set and you didn't see the main star, mm. and you still would have been able to do all the atheist stuff, all the disabled mm. stuff, the stuff where Andy goes on the date, like... That didn't need Kate Win basically a guest star didn't need to be in it, so she isn't integrated into the plot as well yeah, as some of them. She could have just slipped into another any episode and done that thing really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Impact on the plot whatsoever. Yeah. But then I remember when I was first watching it, that's kind of what I expected the guest stars to be. I didn't think they were gonna be woven into the plot. And sometimes they're not. Yeah. Like Orlando Bloom's Bloom's not Les Dennis obviously is. Samuel L. Jackson really isn't at all. I guess what no, it is. No, he's not. He's a cameo, really. Yeah, he's in a bit... the sense. And I prefer it when they're not cameos because celebrity cameos doesn't really appeal to me. I like them when they're really woven into the plot, like Les Dennis, like uh, Ross Kemp. It's much mm. better. It's much more satisfying. It's like with, with Samuel L. Jackson, I almost forget he was in it. I just think that's the Welsh guy that episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the common ground here is that the ones that are woven into the plot are the ones who got more time on their hands to spend. I was going to say, on there set. Is do you know what I mean? Yeah. Ross <laughs> Kemp and Les Dennis. Yeah. And what else are they going to be doing? Yeah, they're, they're kind of personalities who, who captured the British public's imagination a little bit more, perhaps, because we know a little bit more about them because they've been plastered in gossip mags a little bit more and stuff like that. They're not well, as yeah, respected. Yeah. So we there's more kind of pathos and tragedy in their characters, especially in the case of Les Dennis. Whereas yeah. Kate Winslet is a very respected actress and her performance is very good. And it's almost too good. She's acting too well almost. I preferred Ross Kemp's kind of hammy acting. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I suppose yeah. they've got too much they've got a, a delicate public image to maintain, whereas Les Dennis and yeah. Ross Kemp and Keith Chegwin and all those guys can just go hell for leather on it and, and just have a bit of a laugh with mm. it. And they're actually probably quite grateful to be on this show too. I was gonna yeah. say I, exactly. I imagine what it is, more than anything, is that when they were writing the scripts, Gervais and Merchant probably thought, right, let's let's write that this is Les Dennis and we can have him do whatever we want because he's not gonna say no. Yeah, whereas yeah. it sounds like reading interviews or watching interviews of Kate Winslet, she would have been up for anything and she had kind of and she would have given them her time but i bet when they yeah. wrote the script they were like let's hedge our bets just in case winslet hasn't got enough time let's kind of put her in as little as possible mm. do you know what i mean i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that happened whereas les dennis it was kind of like you almost seeing les dennis as you imagine him really to be in real life yeah you know with the with the undercurrent of tragedy whereas kate winslet was a completely fictional kate winslet do you know what i mean and the, yeah exactly yeah the kind of the, the running joke is that she's so like you know, just like one of them almost, you know, yeah. like no airs and graces, just like jump straight into their dirty conversation <laughs> yeah. and starts, you know, yeah. talking about bloody sexual stuff to people, oh, to, you so know funny. what I mean? Just like she's just anyone. Yeah. That's kind of a joke. It's she like, almost goes a bit Brent at the end, doesn't yeah. she, when she yeah. puts the phone down with her? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's brilliant, <laughs> that bit. You think because you're in the biggest film ever, you've got the right to mock the little people? Hmm? So all that stuff about your husband polishing his Oscar, was that supposed to mean wanking? Yep. And your basement meant? By Fanny. Pathetic. Well, okay. should we get into it? Should well, we have a little look at it? Well, here we go, right? So. It was CGI. Here's Kate Winslet's career up until <laughs> oh, now. Are we doing the? Is, oh, this isn't the IMDb game, is it? No, no, no. no this is Kate Winslet's career up until oh, now. Right, right. Okay, so. Her... By now, do you mean now or 2005 when this was made? By 2005. We're yeah. going to go up to 2005. Yeah. Right, so in 1994, she's in. She she goes from t British TV like the Bill and stuff. Yeah, I don't want to be. Oh, in the she bill. in the, all that? I didn't know yeah, that yeah, she was in all that. I, I think she was in. Um... Well, she hasn't been in the Bill. Has <laughs> <laughs> she been in Casualty? <laughs> there's, de there's definitely some screenshots <laughs> of her of her like twelve years old being in one of those like the Bill or something. Oh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> 
but her big breakthrough when uh, comes in '94 when she's cast in one of um, Peter Jackson from Lord of the Rings's early films, Heavenly Creatures, and that puts her, which is like a kind of a a, a fantasy drama, a New Zealand fantasy drama, right? And so she is then from that. She's cast in Sense and Sensibility the next year, which gets her an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress. And from there, she's kind of like, you know, Jane Austen, English Rose. I'm just going to make a note of some of these titles for the IMDb. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and then obviously after that, because she gets nominated um, for an Oscar and then she kind of established herself as, along with like Rachel Weisz and people like that, as a bit of like a, a, a blooming, like, you know, young English Rose, 18 years old. She's cast in, of course, Titanic, which ends up being the biggest film where she's quite, ever made. She's quite literally Rose in that. Where she's quite literally no, no, no. English Rose, yeah. Very but she, well, is that still the biggest film? Oh, okay, yeah. It, when it was it, released, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's and now, right, and now it, Avengers, yeah. and now yeah, Avengers it's, it's Endgame. It's the biggest film ever that's not complete shit. So because <laughs> well, Avatar beat it. Not only is it not complete shit, it's the best film ever made. Yeah, <laughs> I do like Titanic. Well, yeah, Jack loves Titanic. I, I like Titanic. Titanic is literally the greatest film ever made. I sort of think it's the film equivalent of that Guns and Roses song, November Rain. No, yeah, that's true, that's true. Uh, But anyway, so after Titanic, after Titanic, obviously Kate Rinslet is massive. She's known throughout the world. She's got two Oscar nominations. She's literally the epitome of, as I said before, the English Rose. But she gets, she then becomes under loads of media scrutiny. She's known as being quite chubby. She's a bit, yeah, yeah, but yeah, her her weight is always after Titanic. Her weight was always focused on by the red tops. Daily Mail, to the Daily Sun. Daily Mail's not a red tops. Okay, fine. The, the Sun, Daily Mail, people Bang think it in that. the same group. Yeah, uh, yeah so her, her, she becomes a bit of a, a media celebrity because of her weight and her boyfriends, right? And then she goes out with... Um, the first thing I remember... Going into right? detail about who she went out with. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's, no, because if you look at it, after Titanic, what's her film? She's done things like... She went on to smaller films like Holy Smoke and Iris and Little Children. This is the thing. This is what you're going to struggle with when it comes... If she's included in the IMDb game. Because after Titanic, she doesn't really do anything massive. Didn't she do one with Jim, Lots of indie films. With Jim Carrey. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay, so then, yeah, that there's that. Today, for yeah. that, it's 2004, right? So between she Titanic... That, um, kinky Boots? No, she did a film called Holy Smoke. <laughs> okay. It was in Kinky Boots then. What what I'm thinking of? Kinky Boots. <laughs> no, one, no famous women were in Kinky Boots. It's about drag queens. I'm thinking of something different, aren't I? What's, Probably. Well, yeah, what yeah. is Kinky Boots? Hideous what, Kinky. I want to know what Hideous, hideous Kinky, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, you're close. But this is the thing. After, ti- after Titanic, this is what she does. Holy smoke, Hideous Kinky, Irish. What's she I mean, done after Titanic? Who is, who, who has seen these films? Yeah, but I think it's a deliberate, she deliberately steps back because Titanic was so big. Her and DiCaprio both took a massive step back. They both went to do indie films but, DiCaprio ended up being b- becoming again the biggest movie star in the world yeah, after yeah, a bit yeah. of a hiatus but Winslet has always stayed in that indie zone she's never done deliberately I think anything as big as um, Titanic before but, uh, since and the main thing that then she becomes famous for in England is her she has lots of doomed romances but things like The Sun really pick on her for she went out of Ned Rock and Roll Anyone ever? Who heard the Ned fuck Rock? is that? Yeah, that's her husband that. she married someone called Ned, Ned Rock and Roll Ned Rock and Roll uh, Rich, Richard Branson's nephew, yes, who yes. they met, bec- they met because <laughs> when when I'm Richard Br- this when this is supposed to be about extras. <laughs> when when, when Richard Branson's uh, uh, island home burnt down, Kate Winslet was there to save Richard Branson's mother by pulling her from the flames. What? Yeah, that's that, that's yeah. when she met Ned Rock and Roll, Richard Branson's there? nephew. What was she doing? <laughs> <Sounds> <laughs> suspicious. Are you what? making this up, Jack? No, no, no. It happened. Like, Kate, Kate Winslet, what are you doing at Richard Branson's burning hot? 
got a Burning Island home. Yeah. <laughs> That's mental. <laughs> and then obviously she married Sam Mendes and is referenced in this, love to Sam Mendes, and then they got divorced. So, <laughs> so Kate Winslet, basically Kate Winslet is known for Titanic and lots of divorces. And that brings us up to and and not winning an Oscar. Oscar. Up and not ever again, not winning an Oscar. And this is quite notable actually, because Titanic was one of the most Oscar-laden films of all time. Yeah. It got 11 Oscars. Why the hell have Winslet got an Oscar? Winslet and DiCaprio <laughs> both missed out because of Helen Hunt and Jack Nicholson as good as it gets. Yeah, but DiCaprio wasn't even nominated. Winslet was nominated. No, they but... were both nominated. But no, DiCaprio didn't... wasn't nominated. He was not nominated. He was not nominated. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but Winslet was definitely nominated. She was, she yeah. She didn't get it because she missed out to Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt was better, to be fair, in As Good As It Gets. Kate Winslet wasn't very good in Titanic. I mean, she was right. She was serviceable. I love Titanic. That's serviceable. But... Well, Jack certainly <laughs> thought so. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> but yeah, no, she, 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 she certainly wasn't one of the top five performances of 1997, uh, Kate Winslet. Uh, yeah, guys, thoughts on Titanic? Best film ever made? Go thoughts on. on the top five Not sure about the best film ever made, but I think it holds a special place in everyone's heart. Who was Especially of our age, who, yeah. Who watched it when it came out of the cinema? Because everyone saw it at the cinema, right? Yeah. I saw it like multiple times. Yeah, at the I cinema. saw it several times. Six times I at the cinema. Yeah. yeah. It was just after yeah. four months. I mean, it's a good film, and I'll definitely always watch it if it's on, kind of thing. But I, I don't know. It's never really jumped out at me as like earth shattering. Do you know what I mean? I, mean, I think no, it, just, I it just totally got me at exactly the right time, and mm. it completely kind of yeah. opened up my love for film and stuff. Oh, so that was a starting point for that you. Was to it, be that was really it. That into, yeah. busted you open, did it? Yeah. <laughs> Smashed into me like a, yeah. the iceberg. There were many others. A woman's heart is an ocean of secrets. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, He's got right. Titanic quotes. So, He's got Titanic so I, think, I, think, I think her character pull it about a bit is what I can glean from the old. Has this turned into a Titanic? Are you outing Rose to whip you cater as a as a hussy, Danny? Well, you know that's what the old lady said at the end. <laughs> guys, guys, this has turned into a Titanic podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I and it does feel more. like it's sinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah. So then basically, yes, by, by 2005, Kate Winslet. So, so can I ask you guys a question? A on, serious, manly question. Yeah. And it's still on Titanic, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're just going to let it sink. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you cry when you first watched it at the cinema? No. no, I didn't. I've never cried at Titanic. Despite and, that, oh, fucking hell, it was just me then. And, and, and <laughs> I, always, I, always, I always thought it was a bit selfish of her not to let him on the thing. Oh, there we go. Because there was room for both of them. There wasn't room for <laughs> both of them. Thought. He tries to get on, it almost tips over, right? There isn't room for both of them. Yeah, there's totally right. not room for she, both she of them. It's a, it's, a, it's a little piece of wooden plank, isn't it? If they'd both gone on, they both would have sunk. Because mm. he needed to hold it steady. The slightest movement from her. Yeah. And yes. they would have both gone on. If he'd been there, if they'd been spooning on that plank. They would have gone and over. They both honest. would have died. Yeah. And do you think that she's the kind of girl that just did this every time she went on a cruise ship? When she's going around. She would think some amazing little love story, but she probably just had a bit of rough on every bloody boat she went on. Yeah. You know what I mean? She probably she, just didn't. You know, Cal just managed to She found like the, the laundry porter or something on, on the, on the <laughs> Stena Starlight. How many other. <laughs> yeah, ha hangs, hangs coquettishly off the side of the ship waiting for a handsome man to come and rescue her. <laughs> and that's, that's this cruise. She probably did it every journey. How many other cruises did you was so pissed off. How many other cruises do you think she's been on? Steph, which bit did you cry at? Well, when she when he when he floated off and died. <laughs> floated off. Didn't he sink? I he sunk it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I just thought I just it was just one of those things and then I I, I, I remember um, I remember Adam James crying in the cinema as well. You can't oust him. I remember, feel, I, remember feel, I remember feeling like oh shit, I'm a complete idiot. I'm here with all my mates and I'm crying and I looked round and I could see he was crying as well. 
Adam James was a sensitive I remember I saw it in um, I saw it in Hemel, and you know that bit where a uh, cow goes, he could almost pass for a gentleman. Yeah. Someone in the audience in Hemel yelled out, wanker! <laughs> <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I've got to be honest, I'm surprised you guys are, you three are all into it because normally people, guys don't like Titanic, that's generally the. I mean, it's, it's always on during the Champions League final, I've noticed that. So, presumably to give women something to watch. Or non football fans, anyway. I feel like people have come around to it again now because obviously DiCaprio is every bloke's favourite actor. But there was a period there when DiCaprio was, his name was Mud with men. And yeah, like because he was just, the best looking just, guy. Like. Just because of Titanic, and then like he was in Man of the Iron Mask. It wasn't until we departed that suddenly every every like lad was like, "Oh, DiCaprio's the best actor." So now we're talking about Leo. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm saying. So I'm <laughs> on the subject of Leonardo DiCaprio, did go. you guys see Finding Leo? No. The, oh yeah, uh, because they tried to get DiCaprio yeah, on there. Yeah. So for the Orlando Bloom episode, they tried to get Leonardo DiCaprio to come on. So they spent this whole night in a hotel, clearly drunk. Trying to f- track down Leonardo DiCaprio using. We're talking about more. extras again now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Merchant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. a second way back. Yeah, Gervais and Merchant <laughs> trying to find Leonardo DiCaprio's agent's details, his details. Yeah. And this is before the internet of like Google and all that kind of stuff. At least I should. So. Yeah. Well, no, well, I mean, there no, was, no, kind of, Google, but like it would have been things. Everybody was available and contactable. Yeah, yeah. you might have had Ask Jeeves. Yeah. Nowadays they could just tweet him. Well, and yeah. and I guess Gervais was using every single little bit of what at the time was small Hollywood yeah, clout. They were called yeah, director yeah, yeah. inquiries. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Imagine that they were in a stage where they had to call director inquiries to get the American director inquiries to try and find. <laughs> well, and obviously DiCaprio is kind of known for he doesn't really do interviews. He's kind of he's media shy, isn't he? He only does he only does like yeah, one he's, film. Yeah, he's very aloof. He, he, yeah, he does like one film every three or four years. So I mean, he must usually be very hard. Martin, usually with Martin Scorsese. Yeah, or or now Tarantino. So yeah, yeah. He, he's quite hard to uh, track down. Yeah. Have you guys seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, by the way? No, not yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. That was dead end. Is it good? Uh, no. <laughs> not really. I knew you wouldn't like it. Why? Go on. You haven't even seen it. No, but it's by Quentin Tarantino. It's three hours long. I thought that's an index for... <laughs> on the Jack Gonna Like It index. That makes it... That gives it a pretty low score. <laughs> no, Tarantino's all right. It's just that... Yeah, but Tarantino yeah. posts like 1999. Yeah, don't change the rules halfway through. Yeah, yeah since, since, Inglo- since Inglorious Barses, but shit. Django, yeah. Hateful Eight, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, no yeah. thanks. So, after talking about Quentin Tarantino and Leonardo DiCaprio, are we <laughs> well, going to go we back to... Titanic? Should we play the IMDb mm. game? No. Yeah. Let's just... <laughs> Let's get back to this first. Yeah. I'm fudding myself stupid and I'm bloody loving it. There's some amazing imagery in this whole thing, and it's just I love the way that the whole time it's nuns and nuns, nuns and Nazis. Yeah, what's a time with yeah, the atheistic yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And yeah, also I mean, with all this sort of a really heightened sexual talk around that, and then obviously yeah, yeah. and Frank Goebbels and uh, yeah. a nun. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, what did everyone think about obviously the love story that runs through the centre of this with um, Susan Beware of the Devil herself? Oh, I love that. I really like this love scene actually because I love the boyfriend. Yeah. He's such a cool character. Do you know what I mean? He's just got some really nice little lines, like the very opening bit yeah. where he's sitting with Andy asking him. Where he gets all this sort of uh, Nazi memorabilia, and he said, "Oh yeah, got that from home. That's my nans." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This yeah. this episode does quite a good job of setting up both uh, Andy and Maggie's kind of romantic sides, because obviously we we see that right. Okay, mm. we know now that definitely they've set up that Andy isn't a Brent. He can he can get a woman if he wants to. He mm. could even go on a date with her. It's just unfortunate that this woman, you know, is saving herself until marriage <laughs> yeah. in this yeah. day and age. <laughs> And they, yeah. <laughs> and they also established the fact that for anyone who was within any doubt, Maggie and Andy are completely platonic because Andy yeah. Andy's just really matey with her boyfriend and yeah, doesn't yeah. show any kind of jealousy or anything, just gets on with it. So this yeah, this episode, episode three, yeah, it does a good job of like straight away just no right. Going yeah. forward, 
This is this is their romantic side. And he's Bloody quite good repeats. at being flirty as well, isn't he? Sort of as soon yeah. as sort of he gets caught unawares when she says, "Hey, you look good in that Nazi uniform." He makes the whole KKK joke. Yeah, well, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. This, really this is what I mean. Yeah, this, and yeah. kind of. A bit, he's, he's so able to get into off girls if they weren't, you know, like, you know wedded to Christ. <laughs> and, and, um, and, and I quite like the way, like, you know, when he sees his sister, her, her sister come through and he makes that massive faux pas and says, oh, look at this pissed up oh, nutter. God. It's not just the end of it. He does get another chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's yeah, quite I like sweet. That. Yeah, if that was The Office, that would have been it for Brent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it was The Office, that would have just been Yeah, that would have been game over for Brent. But actually, in real, it's a bit more real to life that, you, you know, we say stuff that's stupid sometimes. I mean, you could argue that I've already... Kind of been doing that in this episode. <laughs> then, then you get a second chance. I'm hoping. Yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't know who she is. Fully knows she could be a pissed up nutter. But the thing is, as yeah. well, it's like it, you've got two different types of people. People like him who say what they say, but are very aware of it and end up making it worse. And then people like Maggie who says similar things. You know, oh god, have you had a fall? Are you all right? But because she mm. does it with such sincerity, yeah, it kind of gets glossed over. And then she says later on, oh, yeah. it's, lovely, it's lovely to see her laughing. Really awkward. If, if actually, yeah. oh, that's so awkward. That if she moment. was to react yeah. to it like Andy would have reacted, it would have made it more mm. made it more awkward. Well, I think yeah. that Susan is one of those characters, like like we were saying with Oliver in the office, mm. where he kind of all these comments that Gervais that um, Brent makes about him being black. Oh, did you watch that film with Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Mm. He just kind of, because he's had to put up with it his whole life, he just kind of like lets it wash over and he's like, you know what, I can't even bother to bring it up. Mm. That's possibly yeah. what Susan's and like. You know, because she's had to put up with her and Fran have had to put yeah. up with comments about Fran's disability her whole life. Yeah, 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 she's yeah. not going to just... And it's and it's true to real life. If you if you make a comment to someone with disability or someone who's oh, who's yeah, who's got a... Say, yeah, no, but if you make a comment about about disability to, to someone who's got disability or someone whose friend or family is disabled they don't just suddenly go oh what are you saying you know that's really offensive they yeah, yeah, kind of quite open about it, they are able yeah. to kind of because they get it all the time you know people always make these faux pas if they got upset about every single one they'd be upset all the bloody exactly. time and they realise that you know people are human people are awkward people make mistakes and they don't want yeah. to just like shoot everyone down straight away because well, and yeah, actually exactly. she's got that way of the Fran character she, she diffuses it with humour that's her yeah. way of dealing yeah. with it yeah, you know, exactly. So really, she's got a lot of patience for it all, you know, and then it all just crumbles. Yeah, at the it all just crumbles at the prayer meeting. And also, I guess we'll that, that later. maybe that maybe that patience <laughs> maybe that patience is also like a deliberate little clue early on that they're religious. Do you know what I mean? Well, and the fact which, that which, which, yeah, that's like, a good point actually, Jack. Yeah, they're tolerant and they're kind of. Oh, I see the forgiveness I, thing. You mean. I tell you what's yeah, another, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know straight away that oh, okay, they're you know yeah they're, they're patient, they're, level, they're forgiving, yeah. and then it turns out that oh, they're religious. Oh, Christian that values. Yeah, and, and, and now Danny's going to say another clue is, yeah when she says like, that she's religious. Yeah, that doesn't come straight away. <laughs> that doesn't come straight away, does it? Otherwise, yeah. Andy would be Yeah, but he said that's a clue beforehand. Done you. Yeah. Of course, and then the little because we and we've sort of been building to that, haven't we? Because at the beginning they've had that conversation about religion because Maggie's said about oh, won't offend God if we're dressed up as nuns, and he's Andy Millman, very much speaking as Ricky Gervais, I feel. Says um, about the, how the burden of proof is on them. Yeah, so he was, said that in interviews. I've seen yeah, him say that in interviews, yeah. and it's obviously Ricky Gervais. Yeah, but this is the thing. himself there. This episode, yeah. one of the episode, one of the reasons this episode doesn't doesn't kind of gel quite as well as the chemical yeah. one, and the rest of them do to me, is that this is clearly just written as an excuse to be a mouthpiece for Gervais's thoughts on atheism and religion. Yeah. Which is fair enough. I mean, it was a, as a one-off thing. It was fine because, like I said, it was kind of the first time he'd brought it up in his career. But but it also it, it also does segue into Andy Millman being a bit of a, a pathetic atheist and willing to to completely uh, 
abandon yeah. that to try and get a woman. Well, indeed, you know. it comes back to the sort of selling out thing that you were talking about last week. So. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. He's, he's got all these sort of morals and principles, and he's happy to say the burden of proof isn't on him, but actually he's happy to jettison all of it if there's a yeah. whiff of a shag in the air. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? I mean, can I start everyone's opinion? What do you think would have been a consequence if he just held up his hands and said, no, I'm an atheist? Nothing. Do you think she would have just dumped, she would have just ditched him like Probably that? Probably not, but I'm well, I she doubt. Was, I doubt she, she was ever going to get with him anyway, was she? Because she's a she. Yeah. It's no sex before marriage. Probably would have been a be, shorter episode. To be, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, to, to be fair to Susan, she she said she wasn't going to sleep with him. For all we know, she was intending to go on dates of him and maybe give end him up, a hand job. <laughs> that's exactly what James just did. <laughs> well, no, with my hand. Specifically, yeah. But I mean, as far as Susan's concerned, this might have been the start of a relationship that would have turned to marriage and then ended up, you know, with her shagging him. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, one of those really fast Christian marriages. Where yeah. Well, they're both. They're both. Of getting on a bit, right? Now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Price um, that'll do. <laughs> but but Jermaine's obviously just assumes, oh, she's not going to shag me now, so that's it. I'm done with that. Jermaine, it's Andy Milman. Sorry, Milman. I like it. I like it when it's Martin steps and he just completely admits it all and just goes, I'd already lied to you. <laughs> well, yeah. But it all just it crumbles, doesn't it? It just crumbles. I mean, to be fair, she hasn't explained to him what the date's going to be. No, that's and a, it's just the wonderful. That's cut. a that's I a typical. That happened all the time in the office the, as well, where the information was deliberately left out just so we could have yeah. a little twist. Can I just say though, that don't forget, he didn't lie to get into bed, right? He lied. No, actually, because he because of what Francesca was saying. So you have to think of it through that lens as well. You know, he said I'd already lied. It's just true. So again, he's not necessarily throwing it all away so that he can get shag. As I said before, on thinking yeah. and on second reflection, actually, he's just trying to. Like he, not he actually like likes her. He wants to go out with yeah. her. Well, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah. yeah, he does. But he he, he originally lies and says, it will, "I believe in heaven. It will be all right. It will be like Ibiza up there." Oh yeah, to yeah, her friend. Yeah, yeah. So actually, he's. Do you know what I mean? He's trying to soften the blow on her so that she doesn't yeah. get upset. But, yeah, course, but he's trying to soften the blow on her so he can look nice to to her. Well, so, well, course, you're taking it an extra yeah. step further, maybe. Yeah. And when it all falls apart to Fran, I'm sure she just thinks you patronising Burke. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's true because it's like. It's like the fact she doesn't need him to believe in it to validate it for her. Well, no, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, he could have yeah. just been totally. I mean, he didn't need to be totally honest. But this, this is the thing I don't get about Gervais, right? And all and an atheist, right? Who cares that much, right? And because an atheist is like a lot of Christians. Me, I mean, means, imagine a me, wedding; it'd be a bit awkward. Wouldn't no, it? but I mean, an no, but I mean about being an atheist, like because Gervais is yeah, quite militantly well. atheist, isn't he? And he's yeah. like an atheist, atheist. Atheist is like I literally do not believe, and I'll go to well, no, no, strong no, lengths no, no, no. to it's convince other people, but I don't. He's believe. saying I, I do believe that there is no God. That's what yeah. that's you know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. almost as bad as well, well, no, but, 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 but I guess the flip side would be like. I would consider myself an agnostic. I just, I don't know. Technically, I don't care. Technically, it's, it's not everybody in the world is agnostic. What? Everybody in the world technically How's is agnostic because no one knows. Oh yeah, yeah. But, you know what I mean? Yeah, but an atheist believes in the proof of the non-existence. Yeah, yeah. But like, Gervais, Gervais goes deliberately out of his way to, and Milman in this, in this episode, to specifically say there is no heaven. Like the reason mm. he lied, in inverted quotes, to Fran is because she said do you believe in heaven? And his his lie is because he was an atheist. He his true honest answer would have been no. There's not a heaven. You know, you're just going to die and that's it. Yeah, well, you're, someone, you're worm food. You, know, you don't have to worry about yeah. what I'm. <laughs> <laughs> but if but if someone asked that to me, I would just go. I don't know. Yeah, maybe right. whatever you want to believe. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah, Milman, yeah. Milman and by extension Gervais is so defiantly mili militantly agnostic. No atheist. That he wouldn't want, he wouldn't be able to to say, "Oh, I don't know." Actually, if that's what you want to believe, he would have to say, 
no, there's no heaven. You know, there's not going to be a happy ending for you. Do you know what I mean? So if you put Ricky Gervais in the same situation, it could be quite an awkward moment because well, he's, he's not going to be able to say, yeah, like he's not going to be able to soften the blow, is he? Well, this is the thing, and, and, and he does. If, if you watch interviews, he did an interview with Stephen Colbert where, because Stephen Colbert... It was the, like a debate, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the American talk show host. He's quite... Um, he's, quite he, he's, I think he, I did see that. He's, he's Catholic. So they had a yeah. debate, and it was obviously set up for the bit. No one got offended. But, like... Gervais is so set in his opinion and set in his ways that I'm not. He, he his opinion isn't that I don't know, I don't care, believe what you want to believe. His opinion is if you believe in God, you are wrong, and I will, and I actually want to convince you that you're wrong. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And he goes, I believe. He's like an evangelical whereas, atheist. Whereas I'm sure yeah. any four of us here would be like, oh, pff, who cares? Do what you want. I, I believe in science. That's what he says. And I mean, there's scientists who are Christians. Yeah, there's yeah. not a contradiction in terms. But, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. They, you know, because science doesn't actually have an answer for us any right. more than religion does. Anyway. And, uh, <laughs> so we've we dealt with the big themes so, here now. Yeah, so, <laughs> so Maggie's struggling religion with the disabled. phone calls with her new boyfriend, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she, she confides in her. That just seems says, so superficial now. Yeah, exactly. yeah. We've ruined this whole episode now. Yeah. <laughs> Not the C word. A C word. So, disabled religion, phone sex, right? Tick, yeah. tick, tick. I think one thing <laughs> we have so is, it's a bit of an uneven episode. It's, it, Kate Winslet feels a bit shoehorned in, but there yeah. are some very funny moments. And, of course, the, the pinnacle of the funny moments of this episode is the, the scene with the priest, which okay. I know you're a big fan of, Danny. Which I think brings us neatly round to this week's Always knew you were Brent. Because <laughs> literally the whole prayer meeting from beginning to end is pure it's almost more like David Brent than David Brent. So hang on, hang on. This is the scene it's, where it's pure Brentian, yeah. yeah pure like, Brentian. So this is the scene where the, it starts off with just the camera panning across with someone yeah. reading a Bible verse or something and he's sitting there yeah. in such a brilliant reveal wearing this yeah. white like disco outfit or whatever it is. And there's just been all the build up to it with him, you know, getting on better and better with her and that Susan Beware of the Devil song, which is actually quite yeah. because she's called Susan, presumably he's the devil. Yeah, very yeah. It's, it's a yeah. typical Gervais merchant, like <laughs> just like really obvious. I really like song. it though. I think it's quite They're, a cool little, little Throughout their whole career they just put on the mo in the most obvious songs. If you think about yeah. fucking <laughs> Afterlife <laughs> as well and Cemetery Junction, like they're just like, oh what's this person's name? Well let's just find a song that says yeah. that anyway. I think it fits you really know they well, clearly they clearly just it's quite a nice like yeah, but they definitely called the character Susan just so they could put that song in. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> anyway, carry on, Danny. Oh, how dare they? Does that suit not look faintly ridiculous wherever you were going? It is. Well, this is the thing. Why has yeah. he got it? Unless why is he wearing it? You know, unless you're going for like a Saturday night fever reenactment night, I don't know why yeah. you have it. <laughs> or unless you're David Brent and you're taking your headshots to send out to the dating things. Yeah. yeah, yeah is yeah, it not the same suit? Yeah, it's the same suit. I said that. I thought it was the same suit. I think it is the same suit. You know, the Animals DVD. Yeah, It looks a bit like what he's wearing on that. I'm starting to think that maybe it's actually just a suit that Gervais has. <laughs> yeah, and just yeah, if he wears it, he just instantly looks ridiculous. But I mean, yeah, but he does kind of look like a TV pastor or something, so yeah. it almost looks oh, suited it. to the prayer meeting. Yeah, but obviously, it, that wasn't his yeah, intention. But where, it, it, just we so thought it wasn't going to be a prayer meeting. I was going to say a dinner party. Yeah, or of course. If yeah, they were generally, that. what what was he expecting? Yeah, where they were genuinely going, genuinely going on what he thought they were going to be just going out for on. drinks. Was yeah, said, wasn't and he was wearing that ludicrous. Didn't he say a few friends having a gathering? She said, yeah, yeah, which is technically true, but and it's just he looks so gloriously out of place. Like but he's, all the he's leaning meeting. back with his legs 
fingers crossed as well and that old lady got nice so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. But he's, he's clearly because we come in halfway through the scene he's clearly just got there and got oh for fuck's sake and just thought you know yeah, what yeah. forget about it. this is a washout and we get, when it cuts in he's so fed up isn't he yeah and then he does and then he just brents his way through it but of course he's at his funniest when he's brent but he does quite well though something. before he goes all brentish about it though he's chilling out and he's sort of making jokes about oh you sh- she said i should wear my uniform do you know what wear uniform it was he's still got the banter going and he's still having a good yeah time no yeah he's with, all right he's doing Susan. all right at that point yeah. he's doing all right he goes into until the priest the comes c word over. yeah the c word until the I know, priest that's before, comes isn't it not not the c word it's a c word that's really <laughs> brentish as well and do, do you think like the priest if you notice, he's a bit of a Father Ted trope, this priest. He comes yeah. straight in and he's like really interrogative. And I don't think he is, not necessarily. When he first comes, he's only because he knows he's being lied to. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. He's, you know, no, but I don't think he is. He's clearly bullshitting him, standing in front of him. Yeah, no, but at first, I think he just, he's just like, oh, here's the new guy. Here's, it's, Susan's yeah. brought him yeah, along. Let's not, go and let's go not, and ask him. with him straight he, away. He, no, he doesn't come in intending to totally yeah. with him. But it's when he starts all that stuff about, um, like, for a start, he kisses him, which he knows is wrong. Yeah. So that's a clue. Yeah. And then he starts... On the ring. He can't then, answer the most basic questions about... And, then he, and then he starts the thing about um, nonces. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but that's very Father Ted. Father Ted basically yeah. says that whole thing about if it's yeah. if there's 10 million priests and 10% of them are paedophiles. That's, that's, only... <laughs> that's still 9 million that aren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The stats are higher than that. Yeah. What's that? that film's... One in ten. That seems a bit high. No, it's not, it's not one in ten. It's one in. Uh... Yeah, it's about one in ten. One, one in pedophile. One in nine. The film Spotlight. Throughout the world, the film Spotlight, which is a very, very serious drama about pedophiles in the Catholic Church. So I'm guessing they got their facts right. One in nine, apparently. Bollocks. Apparently no, so. because think throughout about the it. world. Because think about it. It's a. It's a. It's a thing that they force them to be celibate, so it's going to attract people like that. Hang on a minute. Yeah. One in nine, did you say? You mean one in ten? One in nine. So you're more That's what likely, they say in So spotlight. if you're a priest, you're more likely to be a paedophile than gay. Oh, no, hold on. <laughs> a lot of them are both. <laughs> but... This is a heavy show, man. We've touched upon really heavy philosophical... Oh, no. Touched by, touch by, you know, God, but none of that. What you is know, Jack's, 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 Jack's now Googling how many... What is this? Oh, my God. In Spotlight... <laughs> You should use a VPN if you're going to say I think we should just call this one the Titanic episode. <laughs> yeah. I'd love that. It feels let's, like a bit of a single. Let, let's talk, let's talk yeah. about that instead. Yeah. Dead air. I mean, it's just the way he just sort of digs himself <laughs> we in. Can cut it. He just goes, um, you know, like he asks for his confirmation saint and he says Saint Bernard, which we all know is a dog. Although, yeah, course, I, was obviously. In, I googled this before, there actually is a St. Bernard. There'll be a St. Bernard. Well, there's Bernard. 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 But he's not a saint you can have as your confirmation saint. There'll be a saint. <laughs> so, he, so he didn't luck out there. There'll be a saint everything. And of course, Father Michael O'Flatley. Uh, who was your priest growing up? Father. Flaherty. Father. Michael Flatley. Michael Flatley. Oh, Flatley. Irish fella. Yeah, and then he, 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 of course, he invents the Holy Parish of Wokingham, which isn't probably... Yeah, isn't I've done a Holy Parish in the Thames Valley area. Yeah, yeah. And 6%, 6% of priests well, to Peter Parish. Yeah, but no, because that Holy Parish is like... If <laughs> <laughs> you cut the bit out and just leave that in. I'm not cutting out. So 6% of priests to Peter Parish. There we go. So what's that in okay, ten? Let's not exaggerate their problem. There's nonces everywhere. That's 0.6. <laughs> so Danny, what's six? Uh, 0.6 in, out of ten, obviously. Uh, 0.6 six, out of ten. 
No, out of 100, that would be. Yeah, 0.6 out of 10, yeah, but it's 6%. Yeah, 6%. Yeah, 0.6 out of that. So you get half a paedophile every 10 <laughs> points. That's still quite a lot. <laughs> it is quite a lot. Is, is that, basically, is, 1 in 20 oh, almost. Just go for teenagers. Yeah, so yeah. let's round it up. <laughs> one, in, 1 in 20, there you go. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it has been a problem in the Catholic Church. Oh. We all know that. So he, yeah, he just steps into that and then it's Father Michael Flatley. <laughs> We're putting the world to right. Holy Parish of Woking. That's what Gervais is trying to do oh, in this episode. We're not funny about Listen, it. Listen, we can. James, you're getting nervous here. You can't do an episode about extras where they're talking about disability and religion without us stepping on those over that ground, all right? If we're, yeah. if we're really digging into it. Do you think it's an overtly moralistic episode? I'm not sure. Not if it really, is. but I mean, it's just it's it's talking about those. I mean, next week we're going to have to talk about mental health and depression and suicide, aren't and we? Gays. I mean, that's kind of we're not and gay. <laughs> <laughs> mm. This this is this is the price. This is what so you enjoy pay. this one while it lasts because it's going to get darker. Yeah, yeah, might not time. be back next. Week. <laughs> yeah. This is the price you pay when you do you know podcasts about Ricky Gervais. <laughs> well, exactly, is what I'm saying. Have to discuss like, some dark subjects. This is a dark if you, episode. If you don't want to talk about Kate Winslet and Titanic, we have to talk about what else happened in the episode. Yeah, and what else happens is James wants to get on to safer ground. Should we talk about the agent scene? That'll no, no, no. Happy. I was just going to say, <laughs> did you guys know, you know, when you type into a calculator, 58,008, lo and behold, <laughs> boobs. boobs. <laughs> 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 oh, man, it's so funny. And there's, have you seen the outtakes when they're trying to capture that scene? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like, they're just pissing themselves at the calculator. Come on, check, check this out. <laughs> All right, mate, just check this out. I just <clears throat> typed in... <laughs> Just typed in 58,008. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, mate, just check this out. <laughs> I can hear you go! I love those outtakes, especially the ones that. That, are... that really pathetic schoolyard joke of turning the calculator upside down really embodies the agent, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Between that and the that's, pen. That's perfect for him. Pathetic, is it? And of course, everyone knows that if Twice. you type in it, <laughs> if, if you type in a couple more numbers, you get boobies and not just boobs. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't even know that he doesn't even he hasn't even found it all out yet. During the office podcast, we got a lot of mileage out of Ricky Gervais and his physical comedy. Yeah. But there's about a one minute segment here with which is just merchant trying to put yeah, in yeah, yeah. The, just trying to put in the blue teeth head speaking thing. No, his, his physical comedy is brilliant because he's so lanky and gangly and awkward. It's the thing is, it probably super. dates the program like. That brief period in the mid noughties when everyone was when people invented Bluetooth but yeah. no one had worked out how to make it remotely slick yet. Yeah, it, was just, yeah. it was just basically useless technology. And you had to clip stage. it on your head to yeah, make it. It was work. rubbish. So you know, you had people get you know, clipping it on their head with a little clamshell phone and just pick just pick But to be fair, oh, besides God, being rubbish. Besides being quite a funny scene with this whole thing with um the Bluetooth headset, it's the first time we get an idea of where Andy's career is going if he was if it was up to him. Do you know what I mean? Because it's the first time we hear about this script. It's the first yeah. time we hear about when the whistle blows. It's kind of yeah. It's the first up, mention. Yeah. It's, it's kind of true. setting up the, op- the the opportunity for a second series in the in saying I've written this script. Come on, Darren, help me out here. What are you what are you doing with it? Yeah. It is the I was surprised at how early they brought up when the whistle blows on this watch back. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot, but it was yeah. I mean, episode three. I forgot and that too. I was like, oh, yeah, they mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if you think about the rest of this series, it's kind of it's in the pursuit of that. Yeah. Because when series two starts, they can just jump straight in, can't they? Yeah, but my 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 memory it's very true. My memory of extras was always that series one and series two were completely different beasts because series one series two was all about when the whistle blows yeah yeah and i, me- yeah. I remember thinking i remember so thinking that's, that's right well yeah but i remember thinking that my memory of series one was that it was more episodic and it only really brought up when the whistle blows in that last episode but actually it's layered in throughout the whole thing yeah isn't yeah, it? yeah yeah so it's, it's a really gradual build yeah and it, a lot happens in that last episode doesn't it because actually he's writing it i think in the final episode 
Well, yeah, Patrick Stewart's in like the third scene, and then all of a sudden it all just kind of takes yeah, yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will make it so. That's crazy. But yeah, let's not talk about it. Well, they like to remind you in each episode, I think, of, of Andy Millman's ambition as much as possible. And yeah. just to remind you that he's really, 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 really thinks he's more than he is, kind of thing. Yeah. And to be fair, if, if, if it was to all judged just based on effort, Fair play to him because he does, you know, put up with a lot. And he, you know, he's written his own script. He's tried to get it he's out. He's hustling. Made. He's hustling. Yeah, it's a noble profession. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's just he doesn't have any help from Darren. And you know, he, you kind of do feel like, what are you doing with this guy? Come on. But you know, he's given it to him. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's just a cop out artist. No, but it's one of those things where Andy just feels he feels comfortable with Darren because he knows that he's better than Darren. Do you know what I mean? If he was with a real, and we see it in the Christmas special yeah. when he's with a real super high agent. He kind of is floundering. He doesn't really know what to do. He he needs he needs to surround himself with people who are subordinates. It's yeah, subordinates him, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, funny, he is, like Maggie, at, Maggie is. He wouldn't ever be mates with Greg. When he's at his best is when he's like laughing at his own kind of life. You know, I mean, yeah. joking about his agent being useless, putting him up for parts in Billy Elliot, and going yeah. full time at the car phone warehouse, that kind of stuff. I suppose. He but then he's in control him. there because it's he's laughing at the the incompetencies of someone else. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. But by extension, well, yeah. It's him, yeah. Isn't it? I mean, really, I think the scenes with the agent in series one, they're the only kind of scenes that are actually the arc. The rest of it could almost be watched as standalone episodes. That's why I think I remember very it true, being yeah. very episodic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also... Well, this episode, this episode feels very standalone, I think, because Kate Winslet was kind of shoehorned in. When I watched it in, in sequential order, the whole thing seemed shoehorned in. Like... I was just, if I'm honest, I was just waiting for the Les Dennis. Yeah, no, I, I found that. Well. My, yeah, I, I remembered this Kate McCain Windsor one being better than it was. Yeah, as it is, it's it's better than the Ben Stiller one. But I think that's just merely because of things like there is at least there's an agent scene, which is brilliant. And is- I love seeing Gervais and Merchant together. They've just got such great chemistry. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, don't ask me any more questions. It's that part of the show we all look forward to most of all. The quiz. Some people say, before we start, the contestants, as in time or fashion, will be giving me their buzzers. So, Mr. Jack Kendall, what is your buzzer? What Judith? What Judith? Classic (laughs) quote. And Mr. James Emblow. St. Bernard. St. Bernard. A slightly incredulous, stereotypically Irish priest there. (laughs) And um, over in Spain, El Bolto. Playing with my dirty pillow. <laughs> <laughs> Just the one pillow tonight. <laughs> Seth is in Spain playing with his dirty pillows. So there we go. So without further ado, here is the quiz. Okay. There are. It's a relatively short one this week. This episode was rather difficult to mine. To mine mm. for um, quiz material. Eight questions, nine marks. Only one two oh. pointer in it. So without further ado, fastest finger first. Question number one. Why does Fran say she had spare time to watch the filming? Playing with my dirty pillow. In Spain. She missed her, she missed her ballet lessons. Oh, very close. A tap class, dance, tap dance. Oh, tap shit, dancing sorry. class got cancelled, yeah. <laughs> right. I'll accept that from Seth as he was so close oh, to begin with. You know, me. tap dancing, me. You know, tap, yeah. ballet. <laughs> question number two. Splitting hairs. Now, question number two. What day of the month is it when Milman and Lan meet? What, Judith? Jack. What you do? 13th? No, James. What was the question saying again? What day of the month is it when he meets with Milman? He oh. tells you because it's on his calendar. Wednesday the 4th. It is the 4th. Was it not Wednesday? Uh, it, uh, I can't that actually. That wasn't remember. a question, it's was it? It's the 4th. <laughs> That's the important thing, so you get the point. I think it is, actually, because I remember we're listening to the yeah. episode in the week, Yeah. and it was actually the 4th. Wednesday yeah. the 4th, again. 
Because yeah. I remember thinking about it. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, brilliant. Question number three. <laughs> Cut them out. Yeah. What does Andy say? What does Andy say that heaven will be like when he's discussing it with Fran? Playing with my dirty pillow. Be like so, Ibiza. It will be like Ibiza or something. <laughs> hey, yeah, so great. If you're running around. Question number four. Be like Ibiza. Question number four. Um, whose wardrobe does Annie Millman say he has? Playing with my dirty pillow. Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, you're absolutely Yeah, he is. It. I don't know what's happened. Three to I seven. don't normally sort of it like this. It's almost like he watched the episode knowing there was going to be a quiz and studied according. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit number, of venom there. Question number five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> question number five. How long will the prayer meeting last? An hour and a half. An hour and a half, correct. <laughs> My brain's still, not still in gear t- yet. Still be time for a drink afterwards. Um, yeah. nice. Question number six. Um... <laughs> Where was Father Michael O'Flatley's parish, according to Annie Millman's fictitious account? Seth again. Um, uh, oh, fuck, what was it? Wandsworth. Uh, the Ho- James. Wokingham. The Holy Parish of Wandsworth. Oh. Yes. <laughs> What's the scores, then? It's three all between Seth and James. And, and what have I got? Nothing. <laughs> uh, so, question number seven. We're getting very close to the end. What game did Annie Millman say he didn't want to pretend Fran would run around playing in heaven? What Judith? What Judith? A hopscotch. No, it was uh, not a hopscotch. No, a hopscotch. I don't know. Anyone okay. else want to have a go? <laughs> what game? Does she... you know, what Judith? game would she play in heaven? Oh, does Jack what get another Judith? go? I can't think of it. This yet. is me, I'm just going to be throwing him out. Twister. No. <laughs> Twister. Anyone else? I'm only going to allow no. one more guess. So anyone want to have it? I can't remember. Volleyball. No. Volleyball. Yes. Volleyball, okay. Correct. Question number eight. This is a classic Danny two-pointer. There you go. So three films I want. <clears throat> yeah, so you get one mark for two, two marks for three, no marks for just one. Okay. What three films did Kate Winslet give us as examples that are guaranteed an Oscar if you play? What do you do? I'm playing with my dirty pillow. Right, I heard Jack first. So Jack gets first go and then it goes to Seth if you can't get them. Rain Man. Hold on, what was this for? Yes, correct. Playing a mental? No. Playing a mental. mental, yeah. Yeah, Rain Man. Yeah, Rain Man. Yep. I Am Sam? No. Nope. Oh, nah. Uh, Can I have a go then? Yep, over to Seth. Schindler's List and The Pianist. No. No, those are the Holocaust ones. The Pianist had yet yeah, to be made. Yeah. It had yet to be made. No, this is for playing play a mental. Yeah, playing a mental. She says Cliff oh. Robinson, so is that... Oh, Ryan's daughter. Ryan's daughter, yep. And... So you've got one point. Anyone else want to shout out the last one for another point? No. I'm trying to think. I'm just... I okay, can't... my, my left foot. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, yeah. Right, so that's mm. one point for Jack. So we I completely point... misunderstood the question because I couldn't I couldn't hear because it keeps dropping out. Whatever. Oh, excuses, yeah. oh, excuses. Yeah, yeah. We can hear that's <laughs> fine. Okay, we have a tiebreaker at three all between um, Mr. Seth Bowen and Mr. James Emblow. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to find a random line from this episode and you're going to tell me the next line. Oh, okay, that's a good game. Yes, I like that. that is. Better than the fastest air, line first. Yeah, yes, do we need buzzers fastest, or not? Fastest line first. Do we need buzzers or do you shout it out? Um, buzzers, yeah. Buzzers, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember this, Danny. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only took us yeah. a year. <laughs> <laughs> 14 episodes. No, more than that. Uh, eight to, no, 17 episodes now? Is this the 17th? Yeah, 17 episodes. Seven, no, this is our 18th episode. Something like that. Yeah, but are we including the Ewan one? Because oh no, we did a quiz for Ewan, didn't we? Yeah. Where we were struggling to find a tiebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Okay. Do you know it's actually very slimming that? 
Anyone? Actually very slimming actually that. actually very slimming that. Bernard. James? Uh, you could wear out on Friday night. Correct. James <laughs> takes uh, it. Uh. Yes. Oh, well so that's so four three and James. You can't lose this series now. We're only on episode three. Man. I just feel like, like <laughs> yeah. me, me constantly winning these quizzes is making it less interesting for people yeah. listening. <laughs> they don't care about who's winning. So you know, oh, well, the next one, I just <laughs> up they, they they had fun playing along at home. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. is there anything else to talk about? <laughs> the, not really. This is the thing. I mean, we're losing our way a little bit. This episode, it's all about theme, not so much with the plot yeah. and what plot it does have. It's not really worth analysing. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because it doesn't tie into... It doesn't answer anything. Not, it doesn't it's, add to it, the art. Yeah, and it's not like really like funny like the, the Kemp one. I'm and trying yeah. to think what else we can talk about in this episode. Seriously. And what have we done this week? You know, we've upset priests. We've offended our listeners. <laughs> genuinely some of them elderly. Some of them, some of them just trouble. bewildered. But, I think you know, we've... you came to us this week. You know, we just had general catch-up meeting. We didn't have much to analyse. <laughs> so, you know, putting another one for next week and then when there's nothing to talk about again, we'll just cancel it. No, next <laughs> week's Les Dennis. We're going to have loads yeah, to talk man, about. Yeah, yeah. That's a great one. We're going to have the a good one for the The genie, the pantomime, Les, yeah. Dennis. Yeah, brilliant. Bunny. Everything about Bunny, it. Bunny, yeah. That, Bunny. That, that's probably... Yeah. <laughs> to be actually, fair. Where did, the, where did the Les Dennis episode fall in our um, tournament? Oh, it's actually it's in, the, it's in the final now. It's, it's okay. just won the semi-final. For okay, so who's in the finals? So we've got Les Dennis in the final from Series 1 and then on the other side, oh bloody hell, we've got uh, David Bowie, Daniel Radcliffe, and oh, what's what? Uh, Ian McKellen. Bowie should win that. So, so Robert, Robert Lindsay missed out then. Yeah, he did. I really liked that episode. Yeah, as well. yeah. the, uh, Robert, the Jonathan, Jonathan Ross episode. Yeah. I would say, yeah, ba- I think, I would say put, Bowie should I'd win pick that. Bowie, I don't think Bowie's episode is that good. I think Bowie's appearance in it is great, mm. but I don't think the episode itself is I'm really is into good. that episode. We'll I talk, really I, like we'll, the first I like that episode. episode. There's, a, there's a great bit of Barry and uh, the agent in that episode. Yeah, and I think it kind of it, it comes together at the end really nicely in that final scene when he goes back to the pub. I think that Yeah, no, that's true. It's a well-rounded episode. It does kind of come full circle, doesn't it? And he kind of supposedly learns his lesson. The problem with that competition is that obviously people associate the cameo as the episode. Yeah, exactly. And when you've got some cameos, for example, like this one, I mean, this isn't a great example of it anyway, but the cameo is so far removed from the plot, it doesn't really make any difference. Yeah. You're talking about the Christmas Martin. Christmas Martin. The Christmas Martin. <laughs> Christmas, Martin. <laughs> Christmas Martin. With the Chris Martin episode. That's the tacky shit. And yeah, but this is the thing. Yeah. The Chris, this Chris Martin one could easily, could just as easily have been called the Ronnie Corbett one. Yeah, or yeah, maybe yeah. Or Stephen Fry one. Yeah, or maybe they should have just called it the Back yeah. All Stars one or something. Because yeah. it, the whole point of it is that there's loads of cameos. And there's a 2000 Final pound dress story, which is just brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there we go again. A really, really obvious song dropped in Pretty Woman. And yeah. when, well, it's supposed to be a parody of it, though. Isn't it? It's 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 supposed to be the opposite. I guess it's a parody of the film. Yeah. They do it all the time, though. It's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. they, that's a print bit, but we'll come to that. But when he goes, "You sure you want it?" She does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a great episode. He does that little thing a lot, like in this episode where he says it's going to be an hour and a half. He just goes, "Ooh," does that little. And he does that little look to the sky. Yeah. Do you really want me to spend two and a half thousand pounds on that dress? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that's probably the best episode. Actually. <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't know. It's not the best. It's, that it's was probably Dennis. one of the better ones in series two. I think it was unfair. But I love the Rock, out, the um, Jonathan Ross one. I think that's one of my favourites. That is good. Yeah, make them laugh. I think I personally I prefer. That. <laughs> I don't ever really watch that one back because it, because it's a season finale. <laughs> I don't ever. That's oh, not, that's not one of the ones that I just put on randomly. It's got Robert, the, the Robert Lindsay. No, that, just... yeah, everything I remember from it is good. Kids are a waste of space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a real gear shift. When I think about it, that it, it's the only weak episode, the Winslet one. 
yeah, yeah. and the Ben Stiller one, but I'd yeah, the Winston Winston Stiller, one and especially. also maybe Ian McKellen for me. But oh, I love that. No, one. McKellen's great. No, McKellen's I don't great. Because it's too. Why don't you like it? Because it's too broad. It's because it's too anti. No, I just think it's really stupid. I think the storyline just doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. That scene in the play. It doesn't make. Yeah, exactly. That whole that's ridiculous. But it does because he's in the context. He's with those boys. But so what? He's obviously in the context. He knows he's that uncomptable with being gay on stage. Why would he let him be in a gay play? It doesn't make any sense. George, can we get some Vaseline? Yeah, it's too much. It's that, over the top. That scene where McKellen is uh, doing that, how do I act so yeah. well? That is honestly, I genuinely That's think brilliant. I've said it before, the, one of the best pieces of acting I've ever seen on screen. Like, just that just that monologue is, is up there with like, Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad. It's, it's brilliant. Like, it's like Chekhov's gun, isn't it? Because later on, Andy shows that he has no idea about any of that. Well, yeah, exactly. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's true, I suppose, actually, isn't it? It's yeah, just, yeah. It does come back to bite him, doesn't it? If he only listened to him and Kellen in that first bit when he's sort of rolling his eyes at him yeah. and thinking he's a like, crazy idiot. Yeah. There's a lot of Chekhov's going in this one. Like, you know, with this one with the atheism, you just know, like, as soon as he says he's Christian and he's not, you know it's going to come back and bite him in the arse. Yeah, yeah. So, Kirby Enthusiasm style. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is one of the. In fact, this episode is one of the few that are. It's got a theme, and it's like we're going to stick to this theme. Everything ties into the theme. The the the, cho- more the, the, the choice of the choice of guest star, the choice of um, uh, film they decide to make in it. Because like with the Ross Kemp one, the the film being Nelson hasn't got anything to do with you know the theme of the episode, which I guess you could say was about workplace bullying. But yeah, what yeah, does yeah. Because he had his hat blown off by Vinnie Jones. Yeah, that's, that doesn't so tie to the theme. Incidental, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, just for that. Whereas isn't it? this is obviously. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that Winslet and not Winslet, Merchant and Gervais sat down and were like, right, let's tackle religion. So let's pick a film that's going to be conducive to that. Let's pick a star that would kind of you know tie into that film. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like they obviously had something to say. It's like the film. Whereas the with theme the rest came before the plot. Exactly. Whereas one. with the rest of the episodes. They let they they think of I think they think of the comedy first. Whereas this one, I obviously thought I want to talk about this. Let's try and shoehorn some comedy in, and that's why it kind of doesn't really Just work. Putting religion and disabilities in one episode. Not that they couldn't have made fun a comedy out of it. I think they could have got some comedy out of it, but I don't think they do in this episode very well because Gervais obviously has things he wants to say about it. Mm. Got things to say. People just <laughs> what they want. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting adjusting to critiquing or, or discussing a, a very different show with extras. Mm. It's been interesting. With it, you know, things I liked about this episode, there was a lot of warmth between Maggie and Andy, and I've always appreciated that about extras. I've also always appreciated that it was a bit softer around the edges. Yeah. Like, I like that. I like the cringe factor in this episode. It was quite high. I just felt like it was just a bit uneven. That was it. It's not a bad episode. It's just an uneven episode. I suppose, yeah, I agree with that. The thing I kind of take issue with, really, I suppose that's a strong way of putting it. I, I, I just, it didn't really get me. There's no real kind of tie-ins. There's no yeah. point to it. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of, as we said before, it could have been anybody. Kate Winslet literally didn't have to be in the episode. Yeah. All yeah. it was, and, and also, like we said before, it's kind of seeing the romantic side to any of Ricky Gervais' characters doesn't quite feel right necessarily. Yeah. And I kind of. 100%. Although I do quite like the bit when he's sort of uh, flirting behind the swastika yeah. during uh, Susan Beware of the Devil. That's quite, quite funny. To be yeah, fair. Good imagery, like you say, say <laughs> yeah. James, good imagery there. To be fair to Gervais, if, if I just heard on paper that, oh, Gervais plays a kind of charming, romantic character. No, not Nazi, but, <laughs> but, but character in an episode, I would have gone, I'm not going to buy that. But I do buy it, actually. He pulls it off quite well. In fact, he pulls it off better in this half hour than he does in his romantic comedies that yeah, he did yeah, in Hollywood. No, that's true. That, which give you that, he yeah. wasn't convincing at all as a romantic We talked lead. about that last week, but yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. But in well, this, I think... I think I think maybe the, the woman they chose is of, uh, is of the right kind of level of 
How can I say this without sounding like a dick she's, again? She's no Jennifer Garner. The right Garner, level of physical she's, attractiveness she's no Jennifer for Ricky <laughs> And of course, you know, she um, doesn't believe in sex before marriage, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's that mean? So, so it's not a bad episode. Yeah, it's not that. evil. It's just a shit comics. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the... I'm glad we sorted that out. See you next week. Yeah. But yeah, no. Three down. Going well, guys. Looking forward to the next episode. Definitely yeah. looking forward to the next one. Let's do it. Yeah. And uh, thank you, everybody, for downloading. And... Um, don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to the podcast if you're not already subscribed. If you know anybody that loves extras, then just pass this email along. Pass this email? That doesn't make sense. Just p- pass the show along. Yeah, pass the pod. If you know anybody... Pass, that, like, pass the pod, there we I go. I think that's a... <laughs> that's that, James' no, 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 that's not mine. I think that's Peter Crouch who says that. <laughs> oh, pass Ten, the pod. We can't have that. I don't watch the... Um, so yeah, don't forget to rate and review and subscribe. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you all next week. Yep. Well, yep. not next week, so, in two weeks. Two weeks time. So, we'll, and we'll see you all in two weeks. So yeah, to summarise this week, we've upset priests, you know, we've offended a load of our audience, <laughs> yes. some of them elderly, some of them just bewildered, you know, thought we weren't going to heaven, we're definitely not now. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>